Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this service. We've been talking about the covenant, fulfilling the covenant that will eventually lead us to the day when Jesus is coming back again. So when Jesus appeared, we who see him will be like him. We will appear with him in glory. And this is God's plan. This is God's, uh, what God desired so that we will glorify Jesus on that day when we are being revealed to the world. But we learned that last, uh, from last week, we are not to take it for granted, assuming this will be so. But we need to purify ourselves. We need to offer sacrifices that is acceptable to God. And uh, with the coming glory, the, the, the coming of Jesus and the glory of God in mind, how are we to continue to prepare ourselves for that day so that we will be part of what God has planned? In the book of Philippians 2, verse 12, Philippians 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it is important that as we move towards that day when Jesus is coming, we continue to work out our salvation, what Jesus has saved us, our salvation with fear and trembling. So we also learned previously that we are to not only believe the gospel, but obey the gospel. And the word of God tells us we have to make every effort to add to our faith. So it's important that we understand what is our salvation because we are to work it out. If we don't know what's our salvation or we thought that we already have it because we've been taught salvation is free. You accept the Lord Jesus. Jesus has done it all. There's nothing else you can do. That's our salvation. Well, if that's what you believe, then something wrong with the scripture because it does say you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It does say obey the gospel and make every effort to add on to your faith. So, um, so we really need to have a more complete understanding of God's salvation, so that we can work out our salvation as the scripture tells us. So this is where we want to begin and uh, we want to look into two verses, uh, uh, three verses, so that we can, we can define what is salvation, right? Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6. Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6. Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, 
and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sin by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Okay, let's just stop here. The beginning part of salvation is because Jesus loved us and freed us from our sin by His blood. That's the first part, the initial part. Okay, because of God, God's love, Jesus died for us on the cross, He shed His blood, and so our sins are cleansed, we are free from the bondage of sin. And the problem with a lot of people is that's where we stop. And we thought, yeah, we are saved. That's it. Jesus has done it all. But it goes on to say that, and he has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. So the reason why we are set free from bondages and from our sin, more than just being saved, but rather we are to serve. God the Father. We are to serve God as kingdom as, and as priest. As kingdom and priest. This is what we are saved for, to serve God as kingdom and priest. And then, what else? When we serve Him, what would be the outcome? What would be the goal or, or the, the end of our, the goal of our salvation? Revelation 5 verse 10. 5 10. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. And they will reign on the earth. So when we serve our God as, as kingdom and priests, we will enter His kingdom, we will reign with Him on earth. So that would, be, that would give us a more comprehensive picture of what salvation is. So I want to redefine what salvation is instead of just believing Jesus, then uh, our sins are cleansed and we are saved. Okay? Salvation is being set free from sin and bondages by the blood of Jesus to serve God in His purpose as priest and kingdom so we will reign with Him on earth. That's how I would, how I would want to define salvation so I want you to capture that so that you know the whole you see the whole picture okay so salvation is we are set free from sin and the bondages of sin by the blood of Jesus what's next to serve God as kingdom and priest right so that we will reign with him in his kingdom on earth, right? That would be the more complete picture of salvation. And so, now that we understand salvation in its uh, uh, fullness, how are we to live now? We are saved, we are set free. But now we have to serve God the Father, as kingdom and priest. And we have to, our goal is to see that the kingdom 
His kingdom come. And we are part of the coming kingdom. So 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So once again, you see the, the end, the, the goal. We will be welcome into his eternal kingdom. That will be the goal of our salvation. But he said, this is our calling. This, we, we are saved, we are elected to this purpose, to this goal, to this salvation. It says, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Not, not like the, 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 the Jews, when they take it for granted that they will be in and they look forward to that day. We, we learned that last week. So we don't want to take things for granted. We want to make every effort to confirm our calling and election. So he said, if you do these things, we're going to talk about that. Uh, in a little while. If you do this thing, you will never stumble. You see, we can start and fall and stumble and miss what God has for us. But when we confirm, when we put effort, when we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, that means we're so focused. We, we, we serve it with all of our heart. With all that we have, when we do that, he said, we will never fall. We will confirm our calling. That day when it appears, you can be sure we appear with him in glory. You can be sure whatever God promised us, it will be revealed on that day. right? So we want to make our election and our calling sure by adding on to our faith. And then it says we'll be welcome into the eternal kingdom. Okay, so now, what do we do? We, we already receive this salvation, right? Which we already defined. And now we are to work it out. We, we need to grow in our salvation. So salvation is, is a journey. It's not like 20 years ago, I accept Jesus, you know, I'm saved. After you have saved, what do you do now? Have you been growing in your salvation? Look at 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. You may grow up in your salvation. Can you see, when we... Uh, have salvation, we receive the life of God. We receive what God planned for us. His calling for us. And now, how do we live it up? We need to grow in our salvation. And to grow in our salvation, we need pure spiritual milk. Pure spiritual milk. 
I think we remember some years ago, the milk powder in China was contaminated, and babies begin to get sick. Some of them suffer permanent uh, damage, and some even die. And uh, so it's important that when we grow in our salvation, we have pure spiritual milk. Because in church, many a times we can receive contaminated milk. What do I mean by that? Just what we're talking about, for example, we're talking about salvation, isn't it? A lot of time what we hear is, you know, you are saved, you have salvation when you believe in Jesus. There's nothing you can do. Jesus done it all on the cross. So what happened when we receive this milk? It's, it's not wrong, but it's not complete. So we end up being Christians who just come to church and quite happy. Attending church, go back, and this is how, you know, because we're Christians and, and yeah, we, we, we do the normal thing. And we, we believe that's it. But if we receive the pure spiritual milk when salvation is being saved and set free from our sin by His blood, now we are to serve Him as kingdom and priests so that we may enter into His eternal kingdom, reigning with Him. So if we understand this complete picture, we will want to be serving Him and our goal would be His kingdom. But some of us, we thought, oh, well, I thought priests is, is the pastors, is, a, is the leaders, you know, they are priests, not me. But do you know, every one of us, if you have salvation, if you are saved, you are a priest. You are kingdom. You serve within the boundary, the structure that God has set under authority, under submission. Right? So, but, but and, and we will want to serve more because we want to enter into His kingdom so that we may reign with Him. So, so a lot of us, we, 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 we don't receive pure spiritual milk. And when we thought that, oh, this is a little bit difficult, we don't want it. We don't want to listen. There's no craving, craving for pure spiritual milk. Instead, we reject the, the, the pure spiritual milk. We want to listen to what we want to, want, we love to hear. Okay, so you can see salvation is a continuous work. We are saved, we are being saved, and there is a purpose. Not just being saved, but there is a purpose. The kingdom, the coming kingdom is, is our purpose. Our goal is to see that when He comes on that day, we appear with Him in glory. So what do we do now? We want to grow in our salvation. We add on to our faith. Look at 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, verse 5 to verse 8. For this very reason... Make every effort to add to your faith, goodness and to goodness, knowledge and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance and to perseverance, godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness 
and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are to grow in our salvation. We are, we are to add on to our faith all these qualities. I want to classify them under four categories for you to be easier to remember. The first area is our life. We are to grow in our life, to grow in goodness, self-control, perseverance, godliness. That's our life. Right? So we want the love of God to, to melt us so that we, we just have a good nature, goodness. We, we, just, we just want to be a blessing. We just want to be of help and serve and having that goodness in us rather than self-centered, uh, just there to get what we want. Okay, self-control, perseverance, when we go through difficulties, trials, problems, we have self-control, we persevere. We understand God's grace. We understand God's purpose. And, and, and we, we allow God to work. Godliness. We become more like God in our, our response to, to situation and so on. Okay, so that's the first area we have to grow in our personal life to be more like God. The second area we have to grow is to grow in the knowledge of Him. It says here to... To goodness, you add on knowledge, right? So knowledge, not just general knowledge which we need, but knowledge of Him. It's very important that we grow in our knowledge of, of God. Remember, there are people who only know God as good shepherd and love, but they don't know God as consuming fire and judge. You see, again, milk. That is not pure. It's half truth. Right. So, so the word of God tells us that God's people are perished, are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Unpure, unpure milk, contaminated milk. So the right knowledge of God will really open the doors for us to enter into the resources and the power of God. Let's look at 2 Peter 1 verse 3. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. God has prepared all the power and resources, everything we need to, to live out this life that He has called us into. But this only comes, all these resources come to us through our knowledge of Him. And that's why we learn that Moses prayed, God, show me your way so that I may know you. I may know your heart. I may know how you respond to this situation, what you want to do, your will, so that I can follow, I can do and be like you and enter into the resources that you have for me. So when we follow God's ways, because we know Him, we increase our knowledge of Him, then we will enter into His 
glory and goodness. We will experience His glory and goodness because we are following His way. We, uh, uh, we know Him. Okay, so that's the second area. First area, we grow in our personal life to be more godly. Second area, we grow in our knowledge of God so that we can have all the, what God has prepared for us. Third, we grow in our relationship with our brothers and sisters in the family. He said, add on brotherly kindness. So it's in the family. Because when we gather, when we serve God as kingdom, as priests, then we're serving in a community. We are serving in a cell group. We are serving in church. And when we serve in that context, problems will surface. You know, in our midst, there'll be people who are hurting, who were hurt in their upbringing. Remember, we say that hurting people will hurt others. They will say words which will hurt others because they themselves are hurt, hurting. Okay, so all these problems will surface. So that's why we have to grow in brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. We begin to understand them. We begin to minister to them and forgive them, cover them, and, and so on. Okay, so, so we understand that we are called into a family. So we grow in that family relationship. Not like some people, right? When they face problem, what do they do? They stop coming to church. They stop going to cell group. They start criticizing. They start complaining. Uh, and then they, they, they suck. Okay, so that's not, that's not how we work out our salvation. We continue to grow in our brotherly kindness. And then the last thing, the fourth area is to grow in love. This is the love of everyone. All God's cre cre created people. God's creation. So now we have to love such, such big capacity for God's work so that we can fulfill God's purpose. Right? So remember these four areas we have to grow in our personal uh, life to be more godly, to grow in the knowledge of God uh, so that uh, we can enter into the resources of God and grow in brotherly kindness in, in our relationship with, with, within the church family and then grow in our love for, for the world. So when we have this growing, uh, 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 this growth in these four areas, we will be productive. We will be effective in our knowledge of the law. Okay, finally, let's, let's move on to the purpose of our salvation. 2 Peter 1, verse 9. 2 Peter 1, verse 9. But, what, but whoever does not have them, have all these qualities, is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sin. So, there are Christians who are nearsighted and blind. They don't work to grow in their salvation. They don't put in effort you know, into working out their salvation. They're only looking at immediate benefit, nearsighted. And they are blind. They cannot see the, the future glory. They cannot see the day when Jesus comes. 
we will appear with Him in glory. We will be, uh, he will be glorified in us. They don't see that. They only see now what is, what is my benefit, what is happening now. If they don't get it, they will just react. Okay? Instead of seeing the glory, seeing what we will be like, so we continue to work our salvation. So that when that day appears, we will appear with Him in glory. So we must see afar, we must see the complete picture. That's why we need to have a comprehensive definition of salvation. Otherwise, we will be stumbled, we will fall. Okay, but instead, now we want to work out our salvation because we see the glory, uh, how glorious it is, and we have to work towards it. Okay, and so we will see the purpose of God and allow God to work out His purpose. And uh, the purpose of salvation is that we will enter into His kingdom. Just now we read, welcome in, into His eternal kingdom, reigning with Him on earth. So that is our, the goal of our salvation. That's why we are so motivated to serve Him, because we know the future is glorious. This is what we are serving for. Not the immediate benefits, not the immediate praise of people, uh, not to please people, not, not those benefits, no. But we see the, the glory that is coming. And because we see that glory is coming, and we put effort into it, we will, not, we will not stumble. We will not fall. It's so sad to see different ones falling on the way. No, they are safe. They don't deny Jesus. But they are not working out their salvation with fear and trembling. They are not putting air, make every effort to confirm their calling and their election. They are stumbled. They fall. Okay, so... Uh, Romans 8, verse 17 to 18. Romans 8, 17 to 18. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering, in order that we may also share His glory, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Can you see? We can go through it. We will work out our salvation and fear and trend because we see the glory that comes when He appears. And so we, you know, whatever problems, suffering, things that happen, they are nothing compared with the glory that we will enter into. And when we enter into that eternal kingdom, he said we are heirs of God. That means we inherit what God has. Call heirs with Christ. Whatever Jesus, the Son of God, received from the Father, that too is our portion. We are called heirs with Christ. You know, the, really it has not appeared what we will be. We really do not know what we will be. Because God has so much 
plan and, and, and prepare for us. And that's why we want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's why we want to grow in our salvation, adding on to our faith, all those qualities so that we will not fall, so that we will be effective, productive, and so that at the end of the day, we will enter into the eternal kingdom prepared for us. I hope this, this work will really help you to see what salvation is about. Remember, salvation is being saved and set free from bondages of sin by His blood and then to serve Him as King and Kingdom so that we may reign with Him on earth in His kingdom. So that is the full picture of salvation. May we work out our salvation. May we confirm our calling and election. Make it sure so that we will not miss, we will not stumble, we will not fall, we will not miss what God has. May we add on, growing in our salvation, add on to our faith, the qualities that, that will keep us standing, fighting until the very end. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the calling and election that you have given to us. And it's glorious that you have made your kingdom, your eternal kingdom, our inheritance. And you're calling us as sons and as daughters to enter into our salvation, to work out what you have planned and purpose for us. And Lord, we pray that we will know you even deeper so that we can enter into those resources and those power that you have prepared for us as we work out our salvation, as we grow in our salvation as we add on to our faith with all the effort that, that we need to put in until the day you come again when we will enter into your glory. We thank you, Lord, for these great promises. We thank you, Lord, for this great calling. And we pray that, that tonight this, this message will really challenge us, inspire us, so that we will rise up to serve you, to obey your gospel. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Amen.